Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. for many years uh, their participation in whatever area they can be I know they're a great help and support uh, to my wife back in the back uh, with the kids and the children in super church and in teaching them on the off uh, times whenever there are actual lessons that are going forth and we appreciate that wholeheartedly amen appreciate their faithfulness to God's house their faithfulness and stewardship to the house of the Lord all those things we're grateful for I'm asking you tonight to give the Lord a great hand of applause amen lift up the name of Jesus lift up your voice right now amen as, as brother James Malone comes come on let's let's give some adoration to the king Lord Church. Isn't it good to be in the house? Amen. I just want to give honor to my pastor and his wife. They're just such great people. How much time they spend with us in Iron Sharpens Iron. We haven't had it for a few weeks, for a few months, but uh, the fact that he takes that time out, no matter what he's been doing, no matter where he's been, uh, it's just a blessing because, you know, to get this opportunity for Zach and Daniel and myself and just anybody else that is taking a part of that it's just a real blessing because you know coming into this you just don't really know what your calling is and when we go into iron sharpens iron that's pastor giving us an opportunity to test the waters to find out if we're going to be preachers teachers doing sunday school bible studies home bible studies whatever it is and that's just such a great blessing to help us figure out what it is that god wants to lay on our hearts Give honor to our bishop and his wife. Such great people. Since I've come, been coming to this church, always there for you, always lovable, always have word of encouragement. And that just means a lot, no matter what kind of day you're having. Just having that word of encouragement, no matter what you're doing, they'll just try and cheer you up, give you that nice warm hug, and that's just a blessing to have. And, of course, to, well, not my youth pastor anymore, but Brother Mason and his wife. <clears throat> They're just some of the ones that, have just blessed me since beginning to come here because that's where I started out in there with youth being a part of that and I think that's just what has helped me grow into the person I am today at one time we were thinking about taking over the youth the job life everything gets in the way just didn't happen but still great people they're still there for you it's still there to help you it doesn't matter we still give each other a hard time it doesn't matter that we're not in there anymore we still love each other we're still there for each other and I appreciate that I want to go into the word of the Lord tonight. I'm going to turn to Jude 1, 20 through 23. So y'all have to get out your Bibles tonight. We don't have any media. Electronic. I mean, everybody's got one of those, right? All right. <laughs> if you got it, say amen. That's a lot of people. <laughs> anyway, Jude 1, 20 through 23. It says, But ye, beloved building up yourselves on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them from the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. 
I want to, I read that all, but I want to focus more on verse 20. Be ye beloved, building up yourselves in the most holy faith. If you guys will pray with me tonight. Father God, we love and praise this evening, God. Thank you, God, for this opportunity, God, to be in your house, God. Lord, to bring rest and bring this message forth, God, to you, God, need to hear a word, God. I pray, God, Lord, that you would choose me, God, you as a willing vessel, God, that you would use your voice, God, with my voice, but your words, God, to speak to these people, God, in the manner, God, that they need to hear, God. Lord, words, God, that come from you, God, knowing the preparation that's gone into it, God, that you're just anointed, God. Lord, I call upon hearts ready and willing to serve, God. church said? Amen. Y'all may be seated. Tonight, I want to preach along lines or teach, which is probably what I'm going to do. That's normally what the mode I am. is kind of teaching, so I've been told, on faith building. And I'm not really talking about the faith, you know, just, you know, how you walk. I'm talking about our walk with God. You know, how we live our daily life and talk to others, you know. Many of you know that I'm kind of a sports fan, big sports fan. You know, I like, it doesn't matter what it is, it's a sports fan. So I had this kind of going about a month ago, so it was like the Olympics were a month prior to that. So now it's been two months. But the Olympics were going on, and I just think about all the dedication and stuff that these Olympians, the professional athletes and stuff, the dedication that they put into their training. They have to work each and every day to be the best that they can be to be able to make it to the Olympics. There's many good athletes that try, you know, maybe not dedicate their lives to it, but they try. They have natural talent, but they won't make it there. It's the ones who try each and every day to work as hard as they possibly can to make it, to be the best of the best. So, that, you know, you have your pro professional athletes, you know, the ones we watch on TV, football players, you know, my favorite. But you also have, like, bodybuilders. When you talk about bodybuilders, I wish Zach was here because, you know, he's part of that right now. Right? You always hear about Zach, so... But uh, he'll hear this, so he'll know that I'm talking about him. But uh, bodybuilders, he dedicates two hours each and every day of his life to working out. Now, he does that to God, too, and that's awesome. But that's where we need to get, where we can devote that much time to God, like bodybuilders, professional athletes, you know, Olympians. As much time as they do to their sport is what we need to do to our, to our God. So, you know, they don't just work out two to three times a week. They work out each and every day because they have a fear that if they miss one day, they're going to fall slack. They're not going to continue on that, that strict regimen that they've been going at, dealing with the diet, dealing with the training. So they don't want to miss one day. I want to turn to 1 Timothy 4.8. All right, praise the Lord. 1 Timothy 4.8 says, for bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that is now is and that is which is to come. So there we go. We know it's biblical that, you know, working out is only going to, you know, do your outside body. It's going to work muscles. It's going to work that. You might get a little bit cardio, but you're not going to do, it's not really going to help your spiritual life. It's not going to help your walk with God. So, so how do we, you know, how do we work out, you know, like the athletes do in our walk with God? Let's, uh, let's see what James 2.20 has to say. We got scripture tonight. A couple, a few. All right. James 2.20 says, but will, yeah, 
But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? So we know that we can't just have our faith. We can't say, you know, I'm a Christian. You know, I walk with God, you know, whatever. We actually have to have works that show that. And that's what the writer James is telling us. So three main works, you know, that come to mind whenever I'm talking, whenever I'm thinking about my workout with God is prayer, reading your Bible, and fasting. Right? Those are all scriptural. It says, I mean, it even says that, that some things are only going to come by prayer and fasting, right? So it's biblical that we need to do those. So praying every day, just like an athlete would, what is that going to do? What's going to increase your ability to pray? Your length of time and just the quality of your prayer. You're not going to go back there and just like pray and just be like, all right, thank you, God. You're going to get more in depth. You're going to be thinking about the people that you come into contact each and every day. And you want to pray for them. Someone that you may have never even thought about praying for before, your enemy. You're going to want to pray for them. That's what's in the Bible. All right? Reading your Bible. What's this going to do every day? Reading your Bible every day is going to increase your knowledge. How many of us want to have better knowledge of the Word? I mean, I mean, every day we're faced with questions of the Word that somebody wants to try and stump you. The devil wants you to question and reading this every day is going to make you know what they're talking about. It's going to give you an answer for whatever they're questioning for. Whether it be to know what your true intentions or whether it is to stump you, to make you question your faith. You need to know that word. The devil himself knows this very word. And, of course, fasting. Everyone loves this one. So this is going to help you understand sacrifice, right? Because everyone knows that you're not hungry until you say you're going to fast. I know that's how I am, all right? I said, I can be, you know, I can go three days without eating. Now you think about it. No, probably not. I couldn't. But anyway, you say, but, uh, you know, you say you're going to fast, and by lunchtime you're already starving. And you just ate breakfast at 10 o'clock. So, it's, but it's the same. This, and this is the devil working on you. But this is going to give you more of an opportunity to do one and two, your prayer and your Bible reading. That's what fasting is all about. It's that time you would take to eat, that time you take to do whatever, whatever you're going to fast, whether it be even television. We do the media fast. So whenever you do this, that's going to give you more time to do your one and two, to prayer, to get better with your prayer, and to read your Bible, to understand your word. And that's where we need to be at, working on these exercises. All right. I got another exercise. This is kind of, it's a good one. Everyone likes to play tag, right? Everyone, okay, everyone's played tag as a kid, maybe. <laughs> so we all know of it. All right. Uh, whether it was freeze tag, really regular tag, you know, everyone want to play tag, especially as a kid. Well, the tag I'm talking about is talk about God. We all need to play this tag. This is a good exercise in our walk with God because you want to talk about God each and every day you do. Just like prayer, Bible reading, fasting, you're going to get better at those things. When you talk about God, you're going to get more excited about him, just like the day you were saved, just like the day you received the Holy Ghost. You're going to be so excited and so on fire to talk about God that it doesn't matter if you come across an atheist, you know, whatever. You're going to want to talk about God and tell him all the great things that you've done and that he's done in your life. Now I want to go to some scripture, Mark 5, 14 through 19. Mark 5, 14 starts out and says, And they that fed the, turn the page, swine, fled, and told it in the city and in the country. 
And they that went to see went out to see what it what it was that was done. And they that came to Jesus to see that he was possessed with the devil that had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And they that saw it told him, told how it befell to him that possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of the coast. And when it was come unto the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Okay, howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done to thee, and hath compassion on thee. So we've heard this story a couple times. You know, Pastor loves to talk about this, about this legion. We've heard it a couple different ways about this man that was possessed with the devil. But uh, I want to talk about this, this guy that was possessed. You know, we all know the story. You know, of course, like I just said, he was, the, Jesus had uh, cast the devil out of him and into the swine, and of course, then ran over the ledge and drowned in the sea. But what's interesting is that this man comes to Jesus after this town says, we need you to depart. We're afraid of you. We're afraid of what you've done when Jesus was doing all good there. They were so, as pastors told us, they were so content living in that that they didn't want to change. So when they saw this change, they were like, we need you to leave. So, of course, Jesus goes, and he's like, all right, you guys don't want me? I'm out of here. So he goes and gets on the boat. Well, the man that was possessed comes to Jesus and says, take me with you. He's like, I don't want to be here anymore. I know what you've done to me. I know that it is good. Take me with you. But Jesus says, no, nah, I can't take you with me. He tells him, let's go play tag. He tells him to go tell everyone of everything that I've done for you so that they may know. So he's like, you know, play tag. He's telling him, sports back in the Bible times. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But it's just amazing to me how, you know, when you talk about this, God just tells us, you know, I'm not going to take you with me. Jesus already got his disciples in mind. This man that was possessed was not one of them. He says, you know, but you can still be a disciple. Right. Disciple is going and telling about God, right? It's telling people of all the good things that he's done for us and what he's doing in our lives. So he still made him a disciple, just not a follower of him. So, you know, many like, like this weather's been awesome, right? Finally getting out of the cold. I love it. So when it starts warming up, it gets me excited about exercise. You're running. You know, I love it. You know, when winter comes, you know, you want to, it's too cold. I just want to sit at home, you know, gain that extra weight. And then when summer comes, you know, you want to go run and exercise. So we get all excited about this exercise. We get all excited about running, and, you know, making, losing that weight that we've gained over winter time. you know, getting that summer body, whatever it is, that's what you're looking for. <laughs> but uh, we want to get healthier, you know, we want to do that. And that's how, and then when winter comes, colder times come. We start to slack. We sit back on the couch. It's like, ah, oh, man, it's too cold outside. I don't want to go. It's like, I don't want to exercise. Or, you know, you make excuses like I do. I like to run outside a whole lot better than inside. So, like, the treadmill's not good enough. All right? You know, we have just different opinions. Or we make excuses. Well, we do the same thing in our walk with God, right? When we first come to God, when we get that Holy Ghost, we're all excited, right? Just like summer. We want to go tell everyone about what he's done for us what he's doing in our life. We want to get spiritually fit. We're all about praying, reading our Bible, understanding the word, maybe fasting. You know, you're really good about that to begin with. But uh, then when you start to get more and more into it, winter comes, you know, maybe you've already told all your close friends you're not really seeing anybody new. 
so then you're not as excited because everyone already knows about it and they don't want to hear about it again. Or, you know, you know what I'm saying? They, don't, they understand, and you're like, okay, well, I told them once. They didn't really respond, so I don't want to talk to them about it again. So that's like fall and winter setting in, and we start to become slack. But that's not where we need to be. We can't grow comfortable in our walk with God that we don't want to tell of the amazing things that he's still doing for us. Because he's still waking us up every day. He's still doing good works. He's, you know, we still have, we all still have our jobs. We still have finances. We, you know, we're still able to get out. You know, when we see the people in the hospitals and we're praying for the many with cancers, how many of us, you know, are still have our health? We still have good things to pray about. We still have good things to do. And too many times we grow slack because we're like, well, we've always had those. You know, we've always had, you know, that's something that's, that's, that's nothing new. We always want to see something new. We want to feel something new. That's why when we come in here, we hear new people coming into this place. We have somebody, oh, man, that presence was amazing. And we're sitting just like we are. It's, I, I don't feel nothing. You know, I'm used, I'm used to that. I didn't feel anything that service. But they're coming in, and they're like, the power of God is so mighty in this place. We've grown too comfortable. And I think it's, I think it's a lot to do with just uh, getting comfortable in our pew. Getting comfortable on our couch. Not wanting to step out and, and move. Because you know, once you start moving, you know, it's like physics. An object in motion tends to stay in motion. An object at rest tends to stay at rest. So whenever you step out of your pew and you start walking... You know, it might start off as a walk. You know, you're just walking a little bit, raising your hand, clapping a little bit. That's all, that's all where it starts. That's just like in your spiritual exercise, your Bible reading. You're not able to read the whole Bible in a day. You know, maybe you'll read a, read a whole chapter, but you can read a verse. You can read, you know, you can read a chapter. You can get through one book and be like, oh, that was awesome. Start reading another book, and you get to another book. And just your excitement. And the more you do it, the more you understand what God did then and how much he continues to work in your life now, the more you're going to want to open that thing. The more you're going to want to share with what he's done. Right? Praise the Lord. So when we get out and, you know, we read our Bible, we pray. How awesome is it to get back there and pray and you're like, oh, man, I'm not really feeling anything. Just like in the prayer room today. There's times, I was in prayer room today, tried to get back there at 5, I made it by like 5.05, something like that. Always late, I blame my wife. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway, you get back there, and you're like, all right, well, you know I got to pray. So you just start talking. You just start, you know, you start talking to God. Start with something little, you know, God, thank you for this day you've given me. Before you know it, you're just, I'm pacing back and forth. I'm just all excited, raising my hands, and it's because you're getting in and you just start talking about all the good things God's done. You're praying about these people that are coming through these doors. What, what, you know, what God's going to do to them? What, what word's going to teach them? You pray that they're going to hear the message. You pray that they're going to hear the word that you're bringing forth because you know that you've invested time in this and you've prayed and you know that this is what God wants you to bring forth. So you just pray that somebody's coming in and they're not going to just be slack. They're, they're going to want to hear a word. That's right. That's right. And that's why we come into this place is to hear the word from God. To hear what he's going to do in our life. Yes, yes, yes. Just praise the Lord. Just praise the Lord right now. Just give him a hand clap. So we just need not go through the motions. I think that's what our biggest problem as Christians is. Is when we're excited 
you know, we start, we start getting comfortable. We realize, you know, how, kind of how everything flows. When we come into church, you know, we've kind of switched up a little bit now. When we come in, you get the two songs, the prayer, the whatever. You know, you got that plan, right? There's sometimes, you know, it's, I, I see it happening more. We're starting to have more of a blowout services because I think more people are wanting more. Especially as you see the time getting closer, all the sin in the world growing rampant, all these things that used to be bad, like the Bible tells us, those that which were bad are going to be considered good, and those that which are good are considered bad. Our faith is being tried. Because each and everything that we, you know, we are against, they're saying it's good, and you can't be against it. And, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're out in the world and you're against the church, that's totally okay. But if you're in the church and you're against the things that they're doing in the world, that's sin. You know, that's, that's wrong. You know, you're judging them. You're a Christian. You're not supposed to judge. I'm not judging you. I mean, I got a word to back it up. That's not what I'm doing. That's, that's what my Bible reading's telling me, is that that's not right. All the things that are going on today, every time I hear about them, I think of Sodom and Gomorrah. God didn't destroy it just because he was looking to get rid of it. You know, too many places on this earth, I was just going to get rid of that town. He just, because of all the sin and the immorality. And the more and more I see the news, the more and more I don't want to watch the news. Because that's all you're seeing on there. It's so much immorality and sin and, and things that are, you know, all these uh, states that are promoting gay marriage. You know, I understand that that is a, you know, it's a problem. And I don't, I'm not, you know, people that are gay, I don't hate them. The Bible says to love the sin or love the sinner, hate the sin. Right? So, you know, I think every, all these, like, uh, homosexuality and stuff like that, they have a preconceived notion that because we're Christians, we're going to hate them. That's not what we're about. And that's where talking about God needs to come into play. When you come across one, show up, be friendly. You know? Don't, you know, don't be homophobic, as they say. Oh, well, you're, you're scared of them. I'm not scared of them. That's, that's not the way it is. You know, you got to show them the love so that's not what people are thinking. You know, you got to just love them just like you would anybody else. It doesn't matter what they're living in because God can, is God is still God. He can make that change. And we need not go through the motions because there's people like that out there that are coming out more and more and more. And we need to tell them about our God and what he's done in our lives. And that he still loves them no matter what. That they can still come into the church and they will still be loved. And that we should not cast judgmental eyes upon them because of their lifestyle. Because God didn't do that to us. God died on a cross for our sins. It may not be the homosexuality, but it could be the lying. Sin is sin. God doesn't put a, a measure of sin. Sin is sin. It doesn't matter if it's murder what it is, lying, it's all sin. So we need not go through the motions. We need to continue to repent. Whatever, because we, as Peter said, I die daily. And uh, so we need to do that just like them. We're no better than these disciples that are telling us about God. So we need to look at this word. Remember this word. Study this word. Because there's countries out there that can't have this word. We have evangelists going to different countries preaching the word. And in some countries, that it's illegal to have this word. And we have it so freely, right here. And we don't even read it every day. 
We may not even read it every week. But we need to. For the people that can't, we need to. I, I was reading an article one time. This man, I think it was in Korea. It's illegal to have the Bible there. Because religion is just, you know, they've got the communists, and communists, whatever. They hate the Christian. Bibles were illegal. They were so much into their faith and what this word stood for. This guy remembered every word in that Bible. If he couldn't get caught with it, he'd be facing death. So, he smuggled some Bibles over to his house, buried them in the ground because he still wanted them. He knew where they were. He knew that they were there. He knew what they were. But he remembered every word. He remembered every word in, that, in this Bible because he wanted to pass this on to his, gener his next generation. He didn't want to die because of having it, but they can't kill you what's in your head. They don't know that you know that. They don't know that that's what you're preaching to your kids. So we need to take advantage why, we, why it's still okay. Because there might come a day in this country that it's illegal to have one of these. I pray that I don't live to see it, but I can't say that my kids won't. So I need to... And, you know, and that's one of the things, especially now since I'm getting ready to have one. I need to get more and more into this. That way I can show that to my kids. I can show them that this is a very important word. And this is what you need to know. This is the things to live by. Praise the Lord. We cannot grow slack concerning our promise with God. The Bible tells us to let our light shine before men. That's what we've come to do. Let our light shine before men. We've, we need to let them know that when somebody looks at us, they need to see God. Because you've heard the saying, you might be the only God that that person ever sees. Right? So you need to read this, pray, fast, to be the most godly person you could be. Because if we come across as a judgmental Christian, who's going to want to come through those doors? Who's going to want to come and praise your God with you? When you're looking over your shoulder, just kind of casting judgment on them. That is not what we're about. We're here to love. That's what we've been sent here to do. Love and spread the word. We are all disciples. So, by doing each and every one of these, prayer, the Bible reading, playing tag, fasting, we can greatly decrease the possibility of becoming stagnant in our walk with God. Because I believe that's one of the worst things we could possibly do become stagnant in our walk with God. Because when we become stagnant, that's when we're most vulnerable. We start believing what some things might be throwing at us. You know, somebody else who might go to a different church, they might, you know, whatever they've been taught. Well, if you stop reading your Bible and praying and knowing what's in that, whatever they say, you know, what? That, that might be true. But whenever you're in this, you're going to know what's true. Because many people... They want to pick and choose what they believe out of here. And I, I'm a firm believer, if you believe one thing in this, you believe it all. I don't know why he would put one thing in there that's true and the rest false. If you believe one thing, it's true. Noah's Ark, they have no, you know, it's so hard to find. I believe it happened. The Red Sea being parted, they want to tell you all different kinds of scientific facts why it could not happen. It happened. The Bible said it happened. It doesn't matter if it was two inches, two feet, ten feet. It happened. The army was drowned in two inches of water, if you want to say that. That's just more of a miracle to me. To me. 
So if you want to go ahead and stand, I'm going to leave you with this. We've read that exercise just does the body good. But faith building, doing this, working out, doing these exercises, does the mind, body, and spirit good. It is not just a one-fold thing. It is a three-fold thing. Mind, body, and spirit. The Bible says a three-fold cord is not easily broken. So faith building is going to help you with that. So I just opened this altar to anybody who's just been kind of content right now. Who's just kind of grown. They've been, you know, kind of here and there, whatever. But you kind of like, you're not where you were when you got the Holy Ghost. You're not where you were when you were all excited to tell everyone about God. You might tell somebody here or there, but if they mention it, you might tell them about your walk. You might tell them what you believe. Oh, where do you go to church? First Apostolic Church. All right, see you. Tell them about why you go there. Tell them about your God, because that's a door opening right there. So I just open this altar for anybody who just needs to talk to God right now. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.